We are Chris Lee, Blake Lovell, and Max Barr of Southeastern 14. Today is the Basketball Mailbag Edition. I think this is the third edition of this feature. Let's go. Had a great time with this. It's been a lot of fun. Hope it's been as much fun I love for you these. guys as it's been for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, these are great. Uh, these are sponsored by Bet Online. It's playoff time. The road to Vegas goes through San Francisco and Baltimore. Bet Online is your number one source for playoff football odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads to numbers to hundreds of player performance props. Head to Bet Online today. Stay updated on all the action. Bet Online. The game starts here. Our man Blake Lovell is in charge of the mailbag. This is usually done mostly blind. I don't think we've really looked at the questions for the most part, other than maybe Blake queuing them up. I did see one or two on Twitter. Um, so I'm, I may be a little bit more prepared for what's coming than, than most weeks. But I think some of the fun of it is the the spontaneity, spontaneity and seeing how we answer right away. So with that, Blake, let's have it with the first question. What do we got? What do we got? All right. From Royal Payne. Noted professional Ooh. wrestling fan. Regarding Alabama, it's clear Grant Nelson doesn't trust himself to drive to the basket hard. When he would get fouled a lot, and he has nice moves around the rim, seem to play more aggressively in the second half versus Auburn. If he and Stevenson start playing to their size, how far can Alabama go? Mm. I like that question. What do you got? Blake, Blake, do you have any thoughts right away? No, I'm curious to see what you guys think. I think he had the best. I think that second half was was some of the best. I've seen Grant Nelson play, especially Chris. I think you mentioned it in our reaction the uh, the reverse slam mm -hmm. and one. Uh, I would like to just see him start doing that. I mean, I know that Nate Oates said in the in the post game press conference, he said, "Hey, if if Grant's open, I'm going to let him shoot it." But I think to just to get his confidence back, he's just got to start being ultra aggressive and just you know get into the free throw line. He shoots a great free throw, so. Um, I think he's just got to stick to what he does best, and and that's picking up matchups, uh, driving, using his size, and finishing around the rim and getting to the free throw line. Uh, and he's been a great rebounder. They've been, you know, he's been doing great. So how far can Alabama go? Well, geez, look at him, look at him right now. They're in first place in the SEC. So how much better do you want him to get? <laughs> yeah, I mean. First on Stevenson, he was a what a top twenty-five recruit out of out of high school, reclass. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's been reasonably efficient with the shooting. They don't rely on him to play a lot, sixteen minutes a game. Um, good free throw shooter, which a lot of freshman bigs aren't always that. I mean, but here's the thing: he's kind of a bonus to me. He's not a a feature of what they have to have. They've got so many options, right? Cell, Estrada, Nelson, Sears, um, you know, I mean, they, they just have so many kids who can score. I don't think that anything depends on Steven, but he's a nice bonus. If, if he takes it to another level, look, I've, I've not sat here and, and like watched every Alabama game with a notepad noting whether Grant Nelson is, aggressive in taking the ball to the basket or not. So I, I would not be the guy to to give you a definitive observation on that. I, I presume that the guy that asked the question knows a lot more about that than I do. But again, I, I did note some of it the other night against Alabama. You know, Nate Oates, I was listening to the field of 68 last night, and Oates was on with them. 
And he, I, I mean, I bet you in the first two minutes, he, he just kept saying, I can't remember the word that he used, but he had challenged his team. Toughness was what it was. He had questioned his team's toughness and he was challenging its toughness. And, and maybe Grant Nelson took some of that to heart against Auburn with the way we saw him play. And it, it was a really good game for Grant Nelson. I just think Max kind of said what I would say is I think they just got to stay aggressive in terms of the rebounding because it's not even to me just about being aggressive, taking the ball to the basket, all that. I think it's just staying aggressive on the boards because, again, this is a team that's going to shoot volume, right? Like there's going to be a lot of shots in an Alabama game. And I think just being aggressive can also just mean, hey, you know, get a, get a second chance opportunity, get a couple of these here or there, and, you know, that adds up. Uh, in terms of just being someone that can – and look, he had three against Auburn. He had three against Missouri. Um, you know, that's kind of been the off and on, right? Zero against Tennessee, zero against South Carolina. So, like, I think just being aggressive on the glass will continue to help. Like you said, Max, he has been on the defensive glass. I think offensive glass, too, is interesting because, you know, it is a team where they've got a lot of size. Um, you know, you kind of look at the offensive rebounding splits for Alabama. Waggy has 33. Pringle has 30. Estrada has 27, Nelson has 27, Griffin has 19, Sears has 18. Like they're, we know how they play. And so I think it's just, it's staying kind of in that attack mode, even with that area, I think it's important. But yeah, they're going to need Grant Nelson to be great if they're going to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament. So he has to be one of the guys that are, that is contributing. And to do that, you have to be aggressive. And so Everybody knows how far I think Alabama can go. I yeah. I said it. I think they can win the conference. Um, so to me, they can they can make a deep run in the NCAA tournament, sweet or yeah, sweet sixteen and beyond. But the defense has gotten better. The offense is still clicking. So all the issues were with the defense, and they're playing much better there. So they're they're a sweet sixteen and beyond type team to me. So oh yeah. All right, number two, Benny Mail asks. Which team do you trust the most to make a deep March Madness run? So it kind of piggybacks off what we just said. Ooh. Although I don't know if any of us are picking Alabama, but. I like this question. Is just in the SEC, right? I presume. Yeah, I would say that's presumably. Probably. I would say my guess would be uh, probably Tennessee because they have the, they have the stars and the places you need need a guard need a ball handler that can handle a press can handle bringing the ball up that's Ziegler you got Ziegler and Vescovy you need that wing kind of slasher score three-point shooter you got that and connect you got that in Jai Jordan James and you have the rim protection with Adu and Awaka the one thing that Tennessee hasn't been able to do consistently is to stay out of foul trouble speaking of they do in a walker that's come back to bite them in a few games but if you're just looking at a, a team makeup on on who doesn't have you know major weaknesses anywhere the thing is with tennessee has always been their offense and that's been corrected this year for the most part so my answer would be tennessee tennessee would also be my answer i feel like this is an older experienced team it's tough it defends that that's going to carry with the balls now the thing that is undone tennessee every year in the tournament is not having that guy can go to, to get points. It's got a guy in Dalton connect. That's about as good at that as anybody in the country. He's a big guard. He's, he's well-built. Um, yep. He can, he can take over a game. Look, I always say mid February on is when I start really, 
I feel like getting a feel of who can do what in the tournament. So we're we're still three weeks out, but but right now, and it could change. I feel like it's Tennessee. I don't get a feel of who can do what in the tournament until I see the bracket. Um, matchups are everything, and we're going to go sweep with Tennessee here. And I know what the comment's going to be. Well, as you know, they're coached by Rick Barnes, and um, you know they don't ever make a run in the tournament. But I think the difference is. As you guys have said, and the difference is they don't have the offensive lapses this year that they've had in years past because they have a Dalton Connect, and it just has changed the dynamic of them offensively. So, um, yeah, I would probably go Tennessee as well, although I'm not ready to jump off the Auburn train just yet um, because I, I do think they the depth of Auburn, I think, will prove to be a huge asset in mm-hmm. tournament play. Um, and so I would still kind of, and not to say Tennessee's not deep, but again, I wouldn't jump off of Auburn just yet on that. So, um, all right, next one. Sorry, Kentucky fans. You would have been my choice before Tuesday. Uh, let's see. Number three, Logan asks, this tournament uh, feels very different past years. Which SEC team or team in general that's underperformed, would you say has the best chance to come back and make a run in March? we got a theme here. Uh, we got trying to, Project tournaments, but this one's more interesting, I think, in terms of underperforming teams that could make a run in the tournament. My answer would be Mississippi State right now, Um, just because of the matchup nightmare that Tolu Smith can be. And Blake, I like how you mentioned it's all about matchups. I mean, if we're looking at teams that have underperformed, Mississippi State's two and four in the conference. Um, They have a SEC player of the year candidate. Um, and I, I think that if you get into March, you know, say Josh Hubbard has a few game stretch where he hits three plus threes in all those games. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, that's that might be all it takes for this Mississippi State team because I'll tell you what, no one wants to be defended by DJ Jeffries and Cam Matthews in, in March. No one's going to want that matchup. So if it's if you're looking at a team that is not played up to expert expectations this far that has some some studs i would i would go with mississippi state max you and i are on the same wavelength today because that was my first first guest too i think state's kind of tennessee light Mm -hmm. in a way um i think the hubbard factor that's the one thing you could look at last year like boy they just don't have a shooter but man they got old dudes underneath they're tough Chris Jans has had a little bit of a history at New Mexico State of some tournament performance. Yep. I mean, look, sleeper is – there's just not a lot of sleepers in this league. Um, you know, maybe maybe Florida. I, I don't know. The, the other one, depending on how you define underperform, okay? Mm-hmm. Alabama's eighth in Ken Palm, but it's lost six games. So maybe you could say Alabama's record should have been better. I think – Blake brought up something with Alabama that the defense has been better. It's been much better in conference play. Offensively, we know it's a very gifted team. So if you, if you want to say that Alabama's underperformed so far, I could buy that as an answer. Uh, but but that might be – I don't mean to be insulting Alabama. I don't mean it that way. But but the six losses is maybe more – and you've heard Nate Oates talk about it. He didn't think they'd take that many losses. But also look at who they've been to. Um you know, m- most teams in the country would lose six games to those teams. So I think State's the best answer. But if you want to define Alabama as a little disappointing based on wins and losses, which 
seems kind of silly when they're they're tied for first. And if you want to discard it for that reason, I'm I'm fine with it. But those would be my my two. I would disqualify Alabama because I think they're sitting in first place in the SEC. And I think if you if you take them out of the equation, Mississippi State's a good choice. I'm not ready to jump off the Texas A&M bandwagon, though, either. And people will point out the shooting and all that. They've underperformed. They're 3-3, three and 12-7. Three, and seven. I just think when you have a guy like Wade Taylor, again, people will knock turnovers and all this other stuff, efficiency numbers and such. But I still think that's a team that can win games um, against good teams down the stretch, potentially, just because they do have a player like that. So I wouldn't throw out. I wouldn't throw A&M out of the discussion because if you look at it, they have one of the toughest schedules of anybody. I mean, they've they played one of the toughest schedules in the SEC to this point, not just SEC, like overall. And so mm-hmm. they've been tested, and the shooting numbers will make you hide your you know eyes, but I, I still would not discount A&M from this conversation. So, um, but yeah, Mississippi State two and four is probably the best choice. So, um, all right, on to the next one. Ed, who again, I promised Ed I would not pick Arkansas. I did not. As an Arkansas fan, it's safe to say on to baseball. And uh, any recommendations on the next engine for the must bus? Because evidently this one is blown up. I, mean, I haven't done my studies on the mechanical engine uh, situation, but I do think he's not wrong on this. So, um, but I mean, basically, Ed's saying, is this it? Like, is there any reason to buy into Arkansas at this point? Um, here's my answer. No. I got my, you want my answer. No, ask me after Saturday. Uh, yeah, because I just said no pretty confidently, and now uh, they're gonna go beat uh, Kentucky. Um, this is what I'll say when you give team no chance, when you give them absolutely no chance, that's usually when they play their most desperate. So, hey, you got Kentucky coming up here, game day magic. And then you got Missouri, LSU, Georgia before you get Tennessee at home. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but there's a path to winning four games in a row if you can create some magic here on game day. I like Blake's answer. Hold off until Saturday because there's a there's a heartbeat. It's it's faint, but there's a pulse. Well, I mean, it depends on what you mean. Uh, are they going to lose every game here on out? I, I doubt it. That they might well, jump I mean, up. I think and- he's he's asking. Like, should he just move on to baseball, or is there a reason? Well, to... I mean, give it a week. If if your expectations are making the postseason, yeah, move on to baseball. Because I mean, as I pointed out, even if they start winning some games, they're so low in the net. I don't think that they can recover. I really don't. Uh, look, we know Eric Musselman's team starts slow in conference play, but this is this is one in five. I mean, if Tremont Mark doesn't hit a shot with two seconds left, they're staring down zero and six, and all those losses in league play have been by double digits. No, I mean, when a team is underperforming that badly, something's wrong somewhere. I don't know what it is, but I've, I've given up hope for that team. And I, yeah, I have, if I'm an Arkansas fan, I am putting my hopes in baseball because I think they're going to be really good there. You know what I used to do, Ed, back in the day with my favorite teams and whatever sport it was, if they were really struggling, my motto just, I wasn't one of the guys where it's like, you know, you always got to support the team. I don't think so. Um, I was one of the guys where, you know what? I'm not watching this. And if they if they win, great. But if they don't, then I'm just, you know, I'm just having to watch another loss, right? I'll just, just let me know if something good happens. Um, but 
all that to say, I, I would watch the Kentucky game because I said it in the preview. I just Max mentioned the game day magic, all that. Like this is come on. I don't know how many last stands I've given Arkansas this year, but <laughs> give them another one on this one because I think this is the last stand finally uh, to where see what happens here. See what happens with this Kentucky game uh, because if they lose this one and they lose by double digits, yeah, then I think you you know it's it's probably tough to stay invested at that point uh if if that's what happens here because again that also takes away just you know bud walton has always been kind of the you know the separator like it's just okay we're playing at bud walton everything will be fine it's just not been that way um so we'll see if that's what happens in this game against kentucky but I, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's it's a challenge, and making the NCAA tournament would mean going on a pretty historic run here, and we've just not seen enough from this team to to bank on it. So, baseball, find a new engine, I guess. What Ed's saying, I don't know. We'll see. All right, Kendall asks, um, how many teams are realistically capable of winning the SEC? Looking at the remaining schedules, who has the best chance to win it? Mm. oh boy i just mm. i'm getting a sense it's gonna be a 40 minute question here um no i'll make it quick so let's pretty quick here you go let me just let me let me just run this off for you okay okay tell me rank this from easy okay hard all right those those are your three choices i'm gonna run down the remaining schedules of the teams that i think can win the sec you ready yep all right auburn at Mississippi State, home against Vanderbilt, at Ole Miss. All right, you know what? I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to give you the road games. I'm going to give you the home games. At Mississippi State, at Ole Miss, at Florida, at Georgia, at Tennessee, at Missouri. Home games. Vanderbilt, Alabama, South Carolina, Kentucky, Mississippi State, Georgia. Easy, mm-hmm. middle, hard. I'd say middle. Well, nothing's easy in this league, but it, it could have been a lot worse. Ken Palm has this the easiest schedule of anybody in the SEC. There you go. Conference There's schedule. no way. I don't agree with it either, but I'm just telling no you what's on. No way. Conference I was leaning towards hard. All right. Alabama. Now, wait a minute. Is that, is that conference strength the schedule on the whole or so far? I think that's on the whole, isn't it? You're the computer guy. I'm just telling you yeah. what I see. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know which way it's supposed to mean, but someone will tell us. Okay, Alabama, home ga- or road games at Georgia, at Auburn, at LSU, at Kentucky, at Ole Miss, at Florida. Home games, LSU, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Florida, Tennessee, Arkansas. I think that's a hard schedule. Ooh. Man, you got to get you got you get Auburn, Kentucky, and Tennessee, Florida twice. Yeah, that's that's tough. But Kentucky's at no Kentucky's on the road. Okay, yep. I mean it's tougher. It's tougher than Auburn's. Well, I mean Alabama still has to go to Auburn to Kentucky. Still got to play Tennessee, even though it's at home. Yeah, so still got to go to Florida. Still got to go to Georgia. I think it's I'm, a hard schedule. I'll put Auburn ahead of Alabama. Tom has Alabama at six. Toughest schedule. Tennessee, home games, or excuse me, road games at Vanderbilt, at Kentucky, at A&M, at Arkansas, at Missouri, at Alabama, at South Carolina. Home games, South Carolina, LSU, Vanderbilt, Texas A&M, Auburn, 
Kentucky. Ooh, I think that's middle tough. of the road. Is it? I think that's tougher than Alabama's. Uh, I like how you catch you catch well, you gotta play Kentucky twice, but yeah. You catch Auburn and Kentucky at home. That's yeah, middle of the road. I think uh, I think who was it? Auburn. I think Auburn has the the nicest schedule out of those three. I think Tennessee's middle middle to hard on that one because you do have to play a couple of those teams twice. So, all right, and then Kentucky. Is there anybody else we're including in the mix that can win the SEC, or should we keep no. Kentucky out of this, Chris? Um, let's let's do the schedule, then I'll tell you. Oh, okay. Road games at Arkansas, at Vanderbilt, at Auburn, at LSU, at Mississippi State, at Tennessee. Mm. Home games, Florida, Tennessee. Well, Gonzaga doesn't count. Ole Miss, Alabama, Arkansas, Vanderbilt. I think that's middle of the road. I don't like that road schedule at all. Well, I don't like anybody's road schedule, to be honest with you. So I think the home schedule is more than manageable, though. Yeah, I'll go I, I thought I thought it was a, a four team race just based on talent. Uh, I think I'd have Kentucky four of the four right now, especially with that schedule on the road where they just had some big problems. Um, actually, I'm rescinding my answer. That it does it does seem like it points to Auburn, but there's still that nagging thing where Auburn just really has not. And I know that doesn't disqualify you from being really good, but Auburn is yet to have that exclamation mark coming out of a night yet where just it went and beat beat a heavyweight. So I just don't think not almost you know, Alabama would have qualified in Tuscaloosa, I think, but but it didn't get it. So I, I, I still think I do still think it's Auburn probably. Tennessee's my answer. I think if you could switch Tennessee and out and Auburn schedules, I would take Tennessee. Tennessee has the thing about Tennessee is that they don't. Well, they, yeah, they do play. Never mind. Hmm. Yeah, Kentucky is an interesting one to me because I think all their home games are winnable, and I think I think they're going to win at least half the road games. But it's the three at Auburn, at Mississippi State, at Tennessee, that are all kind of brutal. Um, but if you're just going by Ken Palm, Auburn 14th, Kentucky 12th, Alabama 6th, Tennessee 5th. So conference strength to schedule, Tennessee would be considered the toughest, Alabama the second toughest, Kentucky third, Auburn easiest. So there you have it. Uh, I, I mean, ten- Tennessee's got to go to Alabama, to South Carolina, to Kentucky, to A&M. Yeah, that's that's an issue, I think, for me. Yeah. Um that's gonna be tough to win. Not just you not know, win all of them, I don't think, but it, it's yeah, it's not easy for Tennessee, I think. Because I mean, and I'm just gonna throw in the caveat of Arkansas. I mean, it's three weeks away, like maybe. You don't know yet. So um yeah. I like Tennessee's schedule. I don't I I like it. They're winning at Texas A&M. They're winning at Arkansas. They're winning at South Carolina. Come on. Come on. They're not losing at home either. Give me Tennessee. All right. <laughs> I I mean, like, I, I think it's Auburn, Tennessee, but, I mean, that's not, it's not breaking news. So, I think it's well, just... Well, look, t- 
Tennessee's lost four times away from home. Now, now look, that is that that is without context. That's unfair. Purdue, Kansas, neutral at North Carolina, and then the other one was at Mississippi State. But it's a different team home and road, which Tennessee's hardly the only team guilty of that. I don't know, man. I'm just going to say it again, though. I don't think Alabama's schedule is that bad. Like, I think Alabama may belong in the discussion. Like, oh, at definitely. Georgia, at Auburn, at LSU, at Kentucky, at Ole Miss, at Florida. Like, that's it, it does seem kind of tough on paper. But, like, it's going to be a challenge to win at Auburn. It's going to be a challenge to win at Kentucky. But, like, they could win at Florida. They could win at Ole Miss. They could win at LSU. Could win at Georgia. Um and then their home games, yeah. I mean, you get Tennessee at home, you get A and M at home, Florida at home. Teams that have not played well on the road. Yeah, Alabama's Florida. got a good so, schedule. I, they get Mississippi State at home. Teams not played well on the road. So I would not discount Alabama either in the conversation. So not just because I picked them to win the league, but no, I like Alabama's schedule a lot actually. Yeah. All right, Sam. No, no questions this week about Stackhouse, but he wants to let us know that uh, he is on the hashtag Keep Stackhouse Train. Of course, Sam's a Tennessee fan, so <laughs> you guys can take from that what you want. Uh, Kentucky has the 97th defense, according to Ken Palm, for reference, St. Peter's is 92. Mm. Uh, I guess Chris probably paid Sam to ask this question. With that said, is Kentucky's defense fixable, and how realistic is it to win the SEC slash make a run in March with a defense like that? Boy, I guess this is Chris's burner account now that we we're starting to put it all together. So, man, yeah. how much money Chris, you, you take giving the out of the table for this one? Uh, I think Blake's dangerously close to to hitting the penalty box for instigating here. Um, I I mean, can can we prove that you're not Sam Smith? We can't. <laughs> I find There's it interesting no that, that that Sam's is uh, of all the 362 teams in the country cited St. Peter's here as his well, cop. Sam, it seems, that seems that about... seems a little unusually cruel perhaps i'd but. say sam's trying to go to the penalty box if you ask me but i think so i have my answer go ahead you two can you post how the question again? How, how far of a run can they make they can go to the final four look at a final four team last year miami number six offense number 99 defense oh pretty much the same thing basically is kentucky's defense fixable and can they make a run Yes and yes. It's <laughs> my answer. I mean, I think it's fixable. Look at the talent. Okay. Can they make a run? Well, of course. I mean, they can. Oh, well. Stunning. We just saw a team with the exact same metrics as them go to the Final Four last year. Yeah. I mean, and, and but well, look, that's that's kind of the outlier, too. I mean, that I, I think whatever – I would like to find the stat of, like, if you make the final four, your defensive efficiency's got to be top twenty-five or Ken Palm. There's there's something out there like that floating around that um maybe we'll we'll grab for next week or as we get closer to time. But what Miami did is unusual. But I mean, this Kentucky team is more talented than the Miami team too. So okay, um, all right. Well, then Come on, Blake, we what you didn't? Blake, you don't have an anything. Answer. I'm going to tie it into our final question ah, because oh. the question is from Justin. 
who says when looking at the this this whole this is kind of a nice sequence of questions here when looking at the consensus top four Alabama Tennessee Auburn and Kentucky in the SEC what type oh. of matchup should each team be hoping for and hoping to avoid in the NCAA tournament so this plays right into what we just mm-hmm. talked about so that's the best question we've question. gotten yet a great, great question, question. so if we start we'll just go in order here to get to the main event if we start with Alabama what type of matchup should they be hoping for? What type of matchup should they hope be hoping to avoid? This is such a good question. Matchup they should be hoping to avoid would be a pressure defense, similar to. to I just say I, I would avoid Tennessee in the bracket. Like that would be my answer. Don't play Tennessee. That's uh, or a clone of Tennessee. So well. Chris, you actually said Mississippi State is Tennessee light earlier in this earlier today. I don't know if it was in this show or a preview show, but Mississippi State almost beat this Alabama team. Also, it's those those pressure defenses that really get right into you and and push your offense out. Um, we've we've seen Alabama get uncomfortable and have that recurring turnover issue that they they've had in some games. So. I would not want to play a, a real aggressive, high-pressing defense. That's what I would be wanting to avoid. Yeah, I think if you're Alabama and Kentucky, it's teams that can kind of grind you when you've got the ball and, and slow. Yeah. I mean, we saw South Carolina do it to Kentucky the other night. Yep. Um, you know, for Tennessee, I think Sam had pointed out last mailbag or two mailbags ago that that Biggs gave them trouble. No, the, the Biggs that gave them trouble are also – like if you if you start making a list of bigs, they're the best in the country. So let's take that in consideration. I think somebody can lock Dalton connect up because again, where, where Tennessee struggled in the tournament is when it can't score. And if you can lock connect up, um, I, I think they I'm not gonna say they panic, but it's it's a lot harder to win. Auburn, I just hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on Chris. We, we're going, hold on. We're going one team at a okay. time here. We we got two questions to answer for each team. Okay. So we were still on Alabama. Um, Back to Alabama for a second. So Max, he talks about what they should want to avoid. And we were, yeah, both kind of on the same, just somebody that's going to pressure them and force turnovers because we've seen Alabama make some bad turnovers at times. So I would definitely say that's the team they want to avoid. Anyone that plays like Tennessee and and or forces turnovers, which probably goes hand in hand. But the matchup Alabama should hope for I mean, I don't know. I mean, probably a team that uh, – what's the best way to say it? Like, I mean, obviously you don't want to play a team that's just a juggernaut offensively, but would you say they should hope for a team that gets up and down the floor or should they hope for a team that just – I'd say that's their style, right? Or should or does defensively that put them in a situation where they'd rather play someone that just works in the half court? So where I'm kind of coming at it is I think they they got to hope for a team that, well, kind of ties into what they want to avoid, but hope for a team that, that struggles with with perimeter defense. You know, yeah. you know a, a team that, that gives up a uh, – not necessarily a three-point shooting percentage, but a team that gives up a high rate of three-pointers. You know, a team that lets them shoot because – we, we saw what Wright, Sell, and Griffin can do. You give them an inch, they'll take it and knock down the shot. So, you know, similar, 
similar to a team like uh, Texas A&M last year where they go in and play Penn State and the three-point percentage defense that they leaned on just isn't there. I'd say a team like that that uh, that can't afford to allow a lot of threes. All right. So, Chris, moving on to Tennessee, you mentioned re- – repeat what you said so we can – so I can refresh my memory. Well, hang, hang on for just a minute. I – I wanted to look at all the teams that have beaten Alabama so far. And there's, there's a little bit of common. I tend to think it's like somebody could grind them down would be the team. But let's look at the t- teams that have beaten them um, working backwards. Tennessee adjusted offensive efficiency, 19. Arizona adjusted offensive efficiency in Ken Palm, 8. Creighton uh, is number 32. Four. Purdue is number one. And let's see. Clemson is 13. And Ohio State is 39. So the six teams that have all beaten Alabama are, are top 40 offensive teams in Ken Palm. But I also think Alabama's defense has gotten a lot better since. Yes. Most of those losses. So, but it's true. Who's the next team? Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh, well, the the team they want to avoid is, is pretty obvious to me is they they want to avoid, avoid a team that has a high free throw rate because in every, every one of their losses, I think Adu and Awaka have either fouled out or had like four and five fouls. The difference that the defense has when Adu goes out is is massive, massive difference. Um, I would avoid like I don't like, um, I don't like their their game against Georgia. How much Georgia got to the free throw line? Teams like that that are going to be able to get Adu into foul trouble because of how aggressive Tennessee plays. I don't I don't like their matchup against teams that really force the action. I completely agree with that. Because again, games are going to be called differently, and yep. like, it's just yeah. So, and then uh, yeah, you have do you have a thought, Chris? Yeah, I mean, like a team that came to mind. Like I, I don't think you'd want to see Connecticut in your bracket. I mean, nobody probably does for for a bunch of reasons, but you know what I mean. Now, now that they've got um, Klingon healthy, it's, it's kind of been a different team, and I, I could just see that one being. A little bit of a, of a nightmare. Teams they want to look for or hope to get a matchup for would be a team that relies on a high percentage of their scoring from a small amount of players. Something like how they looked against Ole Miss, um, how they looked against Florida. Uh, teams that rely on a series of guards for a lot of their offense uh, Tennessee just eats them up with Ziegler, Mayshack, and and those guys. So I'd say, uh, you know, like a team like Creighton is a team that Tennessee could eat up. You know, with just teams that don't have a, a deep bench is what I would say they're they're looking for because they can they can really take individuals out of a game. Yeah, I think you know that Max for Tennessee on both sides. Um, I I don't have anything to add. So Max duty on it. All right, Auburn. Creighton does have a big, though. They do. They do. But they don't have they do. All right, um, on to Auburn. 
You have any any first thoughts, Blake? I mean, it's hard because Auburn's the most balanced team in the SEC. Yeah, they're 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 super balanced, but I think they're I think they have two weak zone teams that make them shoot the three teams that just yeah. pack you. the paint and say good luck. That's probably the the best your best option, maybe your only option to beat them. Yep. Make making Aiden Holloway and Trey Donaldson make individual play after individual play. You know, taking away Broom, you know, because I, I we saw when Broom goes out. Yes, Cardwell is incredible defensively in the energy he brings, but the offense runs a lot different. It's not as efficient with with Broom out. So I would say teams you want to avoid would be would be uh, defenses like an Iowa State defense, uh, like a a Texas Tech defense, uh, teams that really force the action to one side of the floor. And uh, you know, down the stretch, we saw when. Holloway and Donaldson had to make one-on-one plays. They'll, they're going to keep getting better, and they're doing great, but we we haven't really seen them in a tough spot really been able to make that shot yet. So, yeah, I would say I would say those teams that really take away the paint. I, I think that Blake has hit on it. What makes them so tough is they're so deep and they're so balanced, and we've pointed about, like, even when they get in foul trouble with Broom, they, they got other bigs. But – the issue with that is when the fouls stack up, you're sending teams to the foul line. So mm-hmm. I, I think to me, it's somebody that can get to the foul line. But here's what's interesting, guys. I'm looking at free throw rate in Ken Palm. And th- there's not a huge correlation between the top teams in the country uh, and teams that I could see giving Auburn problems. Like, for example, the top 10 teams in the country at free throw rate one of them's Arkansas at six. I mean, non-factor. I'm looking at this. Probably the only two teams that are going to be in the tournament in the top ten. Nevada at nine. That, that might or might not get in. Grand Canyon's probably going to get in. It was what a, a thirteen or a fourteen. You go. You go to the next ten teams that could get in. Like a, on an at-large quality resume, I'm not seeing anybody. You go to. I don't. You really have to get to Purdue at thirty before you see a team that's really elite that gets to the line a lot, and that's. I don't know. That's kind of interesting. All right. Blake, what do you think? Anything? No, I mean, like I said, I, I just think Auburn's a hard one because, based on what we've seen to this point, I mean, there's just not been a lot to kind of poke at. I mean, it's just like you said. I think it's. A team that just packs the pain and lets them shoot threes, uh, and and maybe they just rely on it too much. You know, I don't have anything against taking open threes if I'm Auburn. I think I would still yeah. take the open threes, but it's just you know time and situation too, where it's sometimes you got to know that taking an open three may not be as good of an idea as trying to get the ball the broom and letting him do his thing. And so, yeah, I think that's probably it. But I mean, what what type of matchup should Auburn hope for? <laughs> I mean. I, they've they've played a lot of different styles at this point and have been pretty successful with it. So I think that's where the depth and just the way they play, I think, gives them so many, you know, they can just kind of do anything in terms of stylistically. Now, would they obviously they'd love to play just a game that's what we saw against Alabama, just up and down the floor, free-flowing. Probably wouldn't love to just play someone that's just going to completely stop the game, right, in terms of, walk the ball down the floor, make them defend for an hour or whatever. Um, 
So, I mean, but I mean, I think you would say that about quite a few teams. So, yeah. I think, uh, I think a, a matchup made in heaven would be a team that only has like one primary ball handler, you know, something like that, where, where Auburn can, can really enforce their defense and start getting those steals where they get out and run and the slam dunks from Cardwell and Baker Mazzara and stuff. Um, I think if they get a shorthanded backcourt, it, it could be trouble all night for for an opposition. All right, Kentucky. Like, I, I want to ask you a question, and, and Max, d- does it feel like Auburn is maybe the most matchup-proof team in this league? Yeah, just because of the depth. Yeah. Under Kentucky? Like, I wouldn't. Yeah, that's probably right. I mean, I, I think Tennessee is... I get some of the struggles, but I hmm, Tennessee's just a Tennessee's close. They're, yeah. they're they're close, but yeah, I would go Auburn. Um, all right, Kentucky. Mm. I mean, it's pretty simple for me. Yeah, based on what we've seen to this point. Again, we are projecting two months ahead, essentially. But based on what we've seen to this point, I mean, it's yeah. I think the South Carolina game was as glaring as any. So if I have to answer right now. It's definitely going to be you don't want to play anybody who's just going to push you around and bump you at every turn because that's what South Carolina did, and Kentucky had no answer for it, zero. So you don't want to play that game. You don't want to be dependent on the free throw line, which they're really not because, you know, that's something else. And so, yeah, I I think it's pretty clear. (laughs) Kentucky wants to play a team that – um there's not going to be a lot of teams that are going to be able to match Kentucky from a talent standpoint, but the teams like South Carolina who come in as the aggressor uh, until we see Kentucky kind of push back on that, you know, in a way that they did not do against South Carolina. I think that's clearly the type of team they do not want to play is a South Carolina, Tennessee teams like that. So. Yeah. You nailed it. Those, those older mature fifth year sixth year senior teams that have 25 30 pounds on them uh, those those are the teams that they're going to want to avoid they don't want any any business with those rock fight style games yeah you guys hit it teams they'd like to play i mean i mean it's kind of easy isn't it i mean really just i think any teams that give them the opportunity to get shots up from the perimeter because I think it's like we said, that's, that's the difference. You know, South Carolina did not let them get any opportunities. And like I said, I still think there were chances for Kentucky to try to run a few more things to get those chances other than just a ball screen. But um, yeah, I think that's kind of, to me, it's just, you want to play teams that because Kentucky gets up and down the floor. That's, that's, I mean, to me, that's it, right? Like I don't, Kentucky doesn't want anyone that's going to just completely make them, play a half court game like they yeah. want to get up and down the floor and so you know you certainly don't want to run into teams like that because i guess we could say let me look at it here and make sure i'm not off on my numbers i don't study the computers every second of the day but i mean yeah so i mean south carolina and texas a&m are the two teams that would play the slowest pace right in the sec it's completely different games but you know, the common denominators that Kentucky lost both of them. And again, the A&M game just got wild. And so it kind of didn't matter there, but yeah, Kentucky would definitely prefer a free flowing game where they can get out in transition and 
put up more threes because they didn't get any of that against South Carolina. So, yeah, they're gonna want they're gonna want a team that lets them run. I mean, to some extent, the answer is K- Kentucky might be its own worst enemy. That's that's probably not entirely fair because other teams can do things too. But I'm like, you wouldn't want to run up against maybe if Virginia makes it at Virginia in a second round game. I don't think you'd want to be a four draw on a thirteen Liberty, something like that. Yeah, I just think they they want to be able to they want to be able to play free and play. They don't they don't like the the long thirty second half court possessions. You know, a, a team that's gonna gonna clank a few threes and let them have a defensive rebound lead right into transition. Teams like that, you know, that are gonna let them run. That's what they're gonna want. Not not these South Carolinas that are gonna use every second of the shot clock. They want no business in that. Yeah. All right, that's all Woo. we got. For the mailbag this week. So we appreciate you guys always remember send them in. You don't have to send them in just on the tweet we send every Thursday, but you can, you know, comment hit us up with a reply in the comments. Yeah. Um 14 at 14 Southeastern. Just flip it on Twitter. Uh, at 14 Southeastern, you can send us your questions anytime for the mailbag. So you guys can do that whenever you like. Um, as always, hit that subscribe button. We will have check out all of our previews for Saturday's games. And we will have reaction uh, probably on Saturday night this week instead of Sunday. So um, be sure to hit that subscribe button. So that way, if we go live on Saturday night, you guys uh, get that notification. So This has been the Mailbag Edition here at Southeastern 14. Thanks for watching. We are Southeastern 14 presented by Bet Online.